of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So here we go. You better buckle up, Buttercup. And a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I want to know what's going on, and I want to know right now. You know, two dudes talking sports. And you two will be awesome. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. Who the hell are you? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. Now, come on, let's go. I'm just catching my breath, dude. Why, Victory Monday? I'm exhausted from the weekend, man. Thursday night high school football, Friday night high school football, Saturday afternoon high school football, uh, Sunday, the well, the Browns, that ex- is exhausting just watching the game no matter where, when and where they're playing and everything. So it's Monday, that long weekend. But it was a, you know what, it's a labor of love when it comes to high school football in Stark County. Yeah, there's only two teams in Ohio that have a victory Monday that wear orange. One, the Tigers over there, the other, the other Tigers down south, Cincinnati way. Yeah, uh, the Browns, will get to them here in a little bit. They lose their fourth in a row. But, JT, you talk about an absolutely perfect, and I mean perfect after, afternoon for football in, in Maslin. The weather, the temperature, the skies. The, 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 I, if there was a seat available, I don't know where it was. It was a jam-packed crowd. Kudos to the, the Canton faithful, the McKinley faithful. They made the, the trip. Uh, to Paul Brown Tiger Stadium to root on their uh, McKinley Bulldogs. Unfortunately for them, before they even sat down, it was 21 nothing Maslin, and then your Bulldogs started to play, but it was a little bit uh, too late at that point. Uh, but just an unbelievable afternoon for high school football in Tigertown. Wasn't too hot? A little bit nope. too hot for me? No, just right. Mm. You kidding me? I, I took extra gear, and I didn't need it, man. <laughs> Left it in the bag. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. Uh, it was perfect weather, and uh, credit to the Maslin Tigers, who have now won seven straight against your About Bulldogs. That. Yeah, quit uh, reminding me, will you? I know what well, the uh, records are. I know it's the 133rd game. I know we've yes. lost seven straight. We try yes. to move on from things like this. We're trying to get ready for the playoffs, Kenny. Oh, you're already yeah. turning the bed. Well, we Come haven't on, talked about it yet since Saturday because we haven't been on the air to discuss it. And uh, I will give your guys credit. Could it easily, JT, they lose Sincere McNeil on the opening kickoff, right? Ankle injury on the opening kickoff. He doesn't play a snap on offense the entire game, right? You look at it and you go, oh, man, that's going to be a tough. And they're down 21. Oh, man. They fought. They, they they literally didn't give up. They scored with five seconds to go before halftime, got some momentum, momentum going into the locker room, made it 21-7, got the ball coming out, and that was where, I, you know, it's like, all right, if they're going to make a game of it, they got to score on that opening possession of the third quarter. Unable to do so. They scored late, 23-13 the final. I give them credit uh, in every game, with the exception maybe of Austin Town Fitch, they never quit. They fought mm-hmm. to the, the, the very end. And so uh, we'll see how they rebound now as they have made the playoffs. They do have a home game, and guess who it's against? The Golden Eagles of Glenham oh, on yeah. Friday night. Yeah, so they they played them in week nine. They're mm-hmm. going to play them in week 11. Well, you know, it, it, that's a great way you put it is that 
they could have very easily hung their heads down and, and given up, as what we've seen on the North Coast. Because in my opinion, that team up north, and I'm talking about the Browns, pretty much have given up. Uh, I don't know if you heard the stories, and we've seen reports, there was fighting in the locker room after the game, or at least shouting. And that's shouting, pretty much yeah. normal when you lose and you get beat four games in a row. Uh, you take a, a look at the Bulldogs, and it's growing pains, right? Second-year head coach, albeit it's really his first year. Last year still had the interim tag on him. And you're trying to rebuild the culture. You're trying to rebuild basically an entire program. And it's hard when your arch rival basically owns you for the better part of the last 10 years, right? Yeah. Yep. So it's got to be a starting point somewhere, a jump-off, so to speak. And at least they're moving in the right direction, heading towards a playoff and a postseason, to whereas our professional team they have no idea where they're at. They have no leadership. And that's what I keep trying to tell you. I don't care what level of football you're in. If you don't have leaders on your team, this is the crap you end up watching on a weekly basis. Yeah, they are close, but they can't get over the hump, meaning the uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, your Bulldogs. If you want to say baby steps, JT, here's the way I look at it. Three years ago, 35-7. to seven. Last year, you led 13-7 at the half. You lose 35-13. This year, you fall behind, don't quit. You lose only by 10. So you're you're shortening the margin. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that, that's uh, momentum for next year when Keaton Rohde's back at quarterback as a senior, right, and some of the Nino Hall's back at running back. Uh, hopefully you don't have injuries, uh, the magnitude that you had of losing Sincere McNeil. But i got to give uh, Maslin credit. Maybe that extra week off, right, help them because, JT? Sure it does. In the first quarter, how about this stat? I remember looking up at the big scoreboard there at Paul Brown Tiger Stadium. 223 total yards for Maslin, six for McKinley at mm-hmm. one point. That's how dominating Maslin was. And in talking to Nate Moore at halftime as he was running into the locker room, he was pissed off, man. They gave up a late first-half touchdown to make it 21-7. He felt his team took his foot off the gas, didn't finish like it should have. And that's where I give Antonio Hall and McKinley credit for uh, at least hanging in there, making a game of it, had a chance at an onside kick, uh, you know, to, to score again late, to make it even closer, didn't get it. Uh, but they, they still have some areas where they need to get better. But – the good thing now is, okay, Maslin's over. And last year, remember, JT, they lost to Maslin, but won uh, two playoff games, I think it was, last right. year, right? So they were able to put it behind them last year. Let's see if they can do that mm-hmm. again this year. I'll try to sum it up a lot easier than all the words you just said. To me, it all boils down to consistency on each and every level. I don't care if you're talking junior high to the NFL. It's a matter of consistency. They've got consistency over there in Maslin. And kudos to them for getting a coach they believe in and everybody pretty much in lockstep over the last seven or eight years, even longer, okay? Uh, In this system over here, we've changed coaches quite frequently. And again, I mentioned the fact that Antonio Hall only really in his first full year as a head coach if we remove the interim tag from last season. Now, we talk about the team in the NFL level. Consistency again. You've got coaches that really don't have a lot of discipline going on with their program. And you can look at it and say, hmm, doesn't that sound familiar? And it does. And it, again, all goes back to consistency. Until you get your team believing in you, heading in the right direction for the common purpose of the same goal, 
Consistency is what matters in the NFL. Consistency is what we talk about when we're going to talk about the Ohio State Buckeye program here in a couple of minutes. Consistency at the high school level. And to be consistent, you have to start with a feeder program. So it's football 101. You've got to be consistent. I don't disagree with anything you just said right there. That's extremely important. And if you can't have that, um, you're not going to be a team each and every year that's battling in the playoffs. You can't be up and down. You can't have you know go balls to the wall and kill somebody one week and then come back and lay an egg the next week and then try and get back. You got the effort's got to be there each and every week, regardless of opponent, right? Regardless of home or away, regardless of weather. Regardless of who's injured or not, somebody's got to step up, and you've got to get that consistency. I don't disagree with that at all. Think about it. Every week you interview another head coach, and you always ask them, what are your keys to a victory? Well, a lot of times it's the simple things, but it's how you react to those simple things that make you a good program. You're going to hang your head down low because you you turn the ball over and not play on the ensuing drive? It doesn't work out for you. And and the the fact of the matter remains – that in order to be consistently good, you have to be able to respond to sometimes not playing your best game. And a lot of times we don't see it because the team that hangs their head and gives up is the team that is always on the other side of the scoreboard and the team with usually, at least in this matter in the NFL, a losing record. Yeah, the the Browns each week, as I was watching it yesterday, and we were talking, everybody, the Star County Browns backers, people coming up to me left and right, bitching and moaning about Stefanski. Um, this guy, why doesn't he give up the play calling? He should just be the head coach. He's a terrible play coach. He's a terrible head coach. What about Mike? Who's that uh, special teams guy? They screw Think about the special teams yesterday for, for the Browns. Awful. The huge punt return they give up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have a, and did you notice this? I didn't notice this till I had, um, or heard the postgame, uh, press conference on the game tying attempt for the 60 yard field goal. They moved the ball one yard closer than they normally would when kicking a field goal to try and gain a yard for Cade York. And the low trajectory, according to John Harbaugh, said that's why we were able to block it because they were closer. And on a long field goal, there's usually a lower trajectory. So they took the chance of moving it a yard closer, and it ends up getting blocked. And I'm thinking to myself, have you not seen this guy's leg one yard? I mean, that, that ends up being kick blocked, kick not blocked. To me, that, that to me was a horrible special teams well, decision. There was a five-yard penalty that moved it back to make it about a 60-yarder. Uh, right. the, the idea is, would it have been that big of a difference in the trajectory, whether it had been 60-yarder or a 55-yard kick? I can't answer that question. Bottom line here is, Turner kicks a 55-yarder, and that had to have a low trajectory, too. The difference with Harbaugh is the fact that their special teams coach had a stunt that they were forcing the middle uh, of the offensive line, which in turn moved them back on their heels, and they got a push up front. And again, uh, their their defense able to make plays, and that's what good teams do, where yeah. we couldn't make the big and, and the other thing is this. You're going to talk about maybe a game-tying field goal in a situation where you probably would have left too much time on the clock, where you know even though he wasn't playing that well, Lamar Jackson comes down and probably puts you away anyway, or gets you to midfield just in time to let Turner kick a fifty or sixty yard game winning field goal. Big deal. Tucker. The bottom line here, Tucker, Tucker yeah. Turner, whatever. Yeah. The bottom line here is the fact that 
Either way, you got into a situation where you couldn't close the deal. You couldn't even get it to even Steven to maybe even try to force an overtime in a game where I, I got to tell you, Watching the Baltimore Ravens yesterday, I'm not blown away by that team. They're not winning that division, but you should. No. You, you let another one get away. I agree, and you, what is it, four games of the five losses have been by three points or less. So what's the common denominator there, right? If, I, if I'm the organization, if I'm the front office, if I'm the, the head coach, I'm a, where, where's the common denominator? I got one. Here? And, I have a common uh, denominator. Even in a team that's probably still one of the best rushing teams in the NFL and rushes the ball, I believe they're in the top five or six in rushing attempts. But yet, you look at the numbers and you rush Nick Chubb 16 times yesterday. How you're not giving him the ball 20, 25, 30 times. You're trying to make Jacoby Brissett into something he's not. He's a career backup. We know that now. You know, no matter what you felt about, and I'm one of them, at the beginning of the season thought that, and I, and you know what? They had me believing in them. And they had a lot of people saying that, well, maybe Jacoby Brissett would be good if he played on a good team. And we thought this was one. Well, guess what? They're not a good team. There's no discipline. They don't have any consistent. Oh, yeah, they do. They're consistently bad. I'm sorry. Um, but the thing is, you're putting Jacoby Brissett in a situations that he can't possibly, possibly win. There's always that one time when they fade back to pass, and I get nervous every time, that somebody says, oh, so-and-so was open on that play. He didn't look in so-and-so's direction. Well, you want to know why? Because he's a career backup for a reason, and he's not going to look over the field. So why put him in a situation like that? Make this passing game easier. Get two or three people in one area that one's going to be your primary target, and then you've got two other people to look at. Forget about five receivers in a set. Give me one or two, man, and then give me a chance because he has no chance. He stands in the pocket like he's the Statue of Liberty. It's only a matter of time until crazy things happen. Strips, he's sacked five times, Kenny. Yeah. Well, don't forget, Baker was sacked a lot last year, too. Well, neither so, one of I them mean... are mobile. That's my point. Ease the offense up. Make passing plays easier. Or how about this? Hand the ball off more often. Maybe oh. a little play-action pass. Maybe a screen play here and there. Oh, that's a novel idea, a screen pass. How about that? Run the ball, Stefanski. I just don't get it. I was listening uh, to 92.3 The Fan today as I was driving around. Uh, I had a doctor's appointment in that. And I think it was Jeff Phelps pointed out. He says, go back and look at, what was the final score? 23-20. Right. 17 of the 20 points featured Nick Chubb on offense. The other three points, he wasn't a feature part of that drive. So if that doesn't tell you something right there, I, I don't know what else you need to know. But the we've opening seen drive, it how many times in a row? I, and that's going to be his excuse. This is what we always do. And we we substitute our running backs. Right. Why would you substitute something? Look, if you want to make this team better, and everybody's already talking about next year's draft and how we don't have a number one draft pick, there's only a yeah. couple of ways you're going to trade back in to get one. And I got news for you. If you're going to try to make a deal and trade somebody away, some of your capital, and you think you want a number one draft pick, guess what? In my opinion, two, maybe three players are worthy of a number one draft pick. One is Nick Chubb. The other one, while people still think he's really good, would be Miles Garrett. And they're not going to do either one of those. 
Um, yeah, you're probably right. Those two guys are probably untouchables on this team with Deshaun Watson, and right? Yet, Those three. You've got Kareem Hunt there, which we don't really understand how to use. And even uh, if you wanted to trade him, guess what? If McCaffrey only brought you back a couple of yep. second or third rounders, I would think McCaffrey going to San Francisco would bring in more than a Kareem Hunt deal anywhere. Were you surprised that he went to the 49ers? I was. I don't see the 49ers as being that close to winning a Super Bowl I, I to don't know. do what they did to get him. I don't know where the other offers were. We had heard that maybe Buffalo wanted to Bills, make a deal. Yeah. I, I don't know what they were going to offer. I would okay. think it's a good deal for San Francisco. Do you think Denzel Ward could get you a number no. one pick, a first-round pick? How, no? how could he bring you back a first-round pick? He can't stay healthy. Yeah, what's the old saying? What's the best ability? Availability. And is he available every game now, of every – no. He's could not. you package a Denzel Ward with a couple maybe second-round, third-rounder? Uh, maybe. Yeah, unless somebody has a multitude of first-round picks, right, and they really like a player, they're not going to give up one of those first-round picks. Or unless it's my theory, guys are always hurt on losing teams. Well, he, his, he's in concussion protocol, so I'm it. not going to question that. I'm not. If it's a hamstring, I'll question it. If it's a, an ankle or a knee, I'll question it. Concussions, I, I don't uh, play, joke around or play around with those in any way, shape, or form. Don't do it. Just saying. Uh, after what I saw with uh, Tonga Viola. And he's back. That's that's yeah. another thing. I mean, this guy, I mean, we never thought he was going to play another down, not just this season, maybe forever. He comes back, and Denzel Ward's still on concussion protocol. Yeah, yesterday's game frustrating in that, that opening drive. That opening drive was a thing of beauty. There was mixture of plays. Always. There was motion. Always. There was uh, featuring Nick Chubb. You had the defense on their heels. You go right down the field, hot knife through butter, score, you're up 7 nothing. Typical Stefanski offense. And then he buries his face in the play calling and forgets how to coach his team. That, that You talked about it. Special teams are atrocious. Oh. The defense played a little bit better, but still tackling is not their strong suit. And when push comes to shove, anytime Lamar Jackson wanted to run the ball, look out. There he goes. Their special teams are so bad, and don't take this the wrong way, you could do as good a job as any of those guys catching a punt or a kickoff back there for the Browns special teams. The problem isn't, you know, the problem isn't catching the ball. I guess it is with the Browns because we put guys back there that can't catch. And if that's a problem is... Every time we do catch a punt, we do catch a kickoff, there's a holding penalty. That, again, is on coaching. Yeah. Uh, pref- how Prefer still has his job, don't know. Don't understand I know, it. I know how. How? It comes from the top, man. A, a team and a front office that's unwilling to cut anyone they draft or fire anyone they hire. That's the bottom line right there. And until they figure something out, I thought for sure. Either last night or today, I was going to pick up a paper or see something online or get a notice on my phone that someone was let go. Nope. If you perform at your job as bad as they do, you'd be let go. Oh, that's why I give the Guardians credit, JT, right? They got rid of uh, Van Berkelio last year, brought in a new hitting. Finally, yeah. Was it a a year too late maybe? Yes, but they finally made that move. And you know the other move I give them credit for? What? They got rid of Fran Mill Reyes. They traded for right. him thinking he was going to be a middle-of-the-order guy for them, mm-hmm. and this was going to be a steal of a trade right. for them and a great personality. 
But they gave him all the chances in the world. He came in uh, to Camp Ottawa, a shape, Great overweight. Point. And they said, nope, sorry. Even though we traded what we right. traded for you, thinking we were getting somebody uh, you know, big time in return, we're letting you go because mm-hmm. we've got other guys. We don't care that we made that mistake. We're doing what's better for the team. That's a great point, and I was just about to say that the Guardians at least don't do it midstream, but you're right, they did. And they really? let guys go during the season. Oscar Mercado, Yu Chang, Framil Reyes, and I'm sure there were others. They Bradley made moves. Zimmer, yeah. Yes. They made moves during the season. It paid off for them. They make it to the postseason. This game, this team can't even play 500. Let's get you caught up to date. We'll take some phone calls. 330-450-1480. But here's some of the stuff that happened over the weekend if you missed it. Did you miss again? Here are the weekend headlines that you have missed. You know the uh, name of the uh, mascot in Iowa is? Uh, he's a Hawkeye. Hawkeye you, Pierce. You know what his name is? No, I don't. Herky. Herky the Hawkeye. Buckeyes laid the smack down on Herky the Hawkeye. Saturday's final score, 54-10. to 10. Jeff Logan will join us at 4 o'clock to recap the beatdown and look forward to Penn State this Saturday. How did you find out what his name was, Herky? Well, I've never heard that before. I have a buddy of mine that lives in Columbus, and every time Ohio State beats someone, like yeah. uh, let's say it's it's Wisconsin, that's Bucky, Bucky the Badger. Badger. Yeah, yeah. Every time we beat somebody, he tells me in a, in a text message, who the mascot is and how bad we beat him down. <laughs> Herky the Hawkeye. <laughs> That's great. Keep on with a little bit of college football right here. AP Top 10. Top 10 rankings this week. We have a tie at number 10. Okay. USC and Wake Forest. If Wake Forest is in the top 10 of college football. It's hard to believe. The Deacon Demons. Ooh. If they're in the top 10, I don't care about anything other than the top 5. And it looks like this. Clemson right. at 5. Michigan at number four. Tennessee. Tennessee. Wait, did you say the Volunteers are number three? Tennessee at 7-0 or at number three. Tennessee. The Vols. Peyton Manning's old school. The Vols. The Tennessee Volunteers. Here they are. Woohoo! Love it. I, I don't know what it is. I love that fight song. I just do. It's, it's catchy. <laughs> and then the horns come in strong oh, right yeah. after that, right? And then that you band, take the goalpost and you throw it in the river. And it floats down the river. I mean, what gets better than throwing the goalpost in the river? You're going to live in a van down by the river <laughs> with the goalpost. <laughs> number two team of the country, the Ohio State Buckeyes. And brings us number one team in the AP Top Ten this week, the Georgia Bulldogs still at number one. How about that? No Alabama in the top five. Got to love that, They're right? at six, yeah. Yeah, so hey, we're not mentioning Bama. All right, good. If you missed it, Philadelphia Phillies defeat the San Diego Padres 4-3 to in Game 5 of the National League Championship Series on Sunday. They advance to the World Series first time since 2009. Hey, uh, 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 JT, <laughs> I, I really like this team. They remind me of my team that won the World Series. They're and good. That means San Diego Padres get to watch the World Series. So do the Yankees. Houston Astros defeat the Yankees 6-5 in Game 4. American League Championship Series yesterday. They sweep the Bronx Bombers. Advance to the World Series, which, by the way, starts Friday night in Houston. Pound swoosh. (laughs) (laughs) Love my Charlie Manuel. Go Uh, Phillies. I'm rooting for the cheater. I couldn't root. I didn't watch any games. I couldn't root for the Cheaters or the Yankees. 
So now I'm all in on the Phillies and Kyle Schwarber. I love him and Charlie oh. Manuel's old team. What's that guy's name? Bryce Harper? Oh, dude. He's good, yeah. eh? Yeah, bat hey? flipping. I can't wait to oh. see him bat flip a couple of times. Is that what tweet was all about? That's <laughs> what it's all about, Charlie. Top five movies at the box office over the weekend. Yeah. Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile, number five. I just like saying that. It's fun. Yeah, it's catchy. The number four movie, Halloween Ends, only made $8 million and we're not even a Halloween yet. Michael Myers still going strong. Think it can hang out for another week? Oh, the yeah. Number three movie is Smile. Smile, you're on candid camera. Is that Remember a that horror show? movie, too? I don't know. I I, I, I'm going to guess and say because it's Smile and it should be a fun movie, it's not. It, it probably is a horror movie. The number two movie in the land. Yes. Julia Roberts, George Clowney. Ticket to Paradise came in at number wait, two. Wait, you just called him George Clowney. Is he Clowney or Clooney? <laughs> Supposed to be a comedy. Maybe okay. he is Clowney. Clooney. Did he play a clown in that movie? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, George No, Clooney, if he played yeah. a clown, it'd be a horror movie. Jadavian oh, has bad. a minor role in that, so we'll okay. just go with that. Oh, okay. Which brings right. us to the number one movie in the land. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking as Black Adam? Which brings us to our uh -oh. NASCAR update, courtesy of Timmy Lang. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Race results in the 24th annual Dixie Vodka 400. <laughs> Dixie Vodka. <laughs> Yeehaw. That might Woo. be the best vodka you ever bought at a grocery store right there. What kind is that? It's Dixie Vodka. 30 proof. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Homestead, Miami Speedway, Homestead, Florida, where racing is king. Gosh darn it. And Dixie Vodka is cheap. <laughs> Kyle Larson is your winner. Cole Custer finished 24th. Always remember, if you ain't first, you're last. Which is right about where he normally finishes. That's it. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> if you missed it, P.J. Walker. Do you know who P.J. Walker is? P.J. That's another drink. That's a whiskey drink. Oh, he's the race next week. The P.J. Walker 600. <laughs> Fine malt beverage. He's related to Johnny Walker. We're running that one down at Dover Speedway in Dover, Ohio. How did NASCAR racing get it started? How's NASCAR racing? <laughs> How did NASCAR racing get it started? <laughs> uh, bootleggers threw prohibition. They had to have cars fast enough to outrun the fans, and they started racing each other. P.J. Walker's great, great, great granddaddy. <laughs> P.J. Walker uh, threw yeah. for 177 yards and two touchdowns, and yeah. the Carolina Panthers beat the brakes off of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers by a tune of 21 to 3. Tommy sucks. Tommy's terrible. Tommy ain't got no game left. He's awful. Should have stayed retired. He should have stayed retired and married to the model. Now he's not going to have a model and he's going to suck. Good for you, Tommy. Brady hasn't had a losing record this far into a season since 2002. He's not to go it anymore. He sucks. Joe Montana's to go. He was never Tommy any sucks. good. He stinks. Here's Brian with the high school football scoreboard over the weekend. Fastest 30 seconds in high school football right here. Hoover beat Jackson 14-7. Lake over Green 55-7. Glen Oak 28-21 over Perry. Lindsley uh, down Louisville 45-19. Lions beat up Marlington 41-14. Carrollton 63-7 over Minerva. It was uh, Canton South 21-20 over Northwest. Fairless 41-14. They beat Tesla Orville 23. Triway 14. CVCA 48-14 over Manchester. Sandy Valley 43. Tusky Valley 13. Malvern 28-12 over East Campbell. We'll go over the playoff seedings later on.
When we come back, I'm going to go through after seven games in the NFL season, the first-round draft order. Oh, wait. We don't have a pick, but I'll tell you where we would have been right after this break on the Kenny and JT Show. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.